Welcome to the Countries for Kids podcast from Case of Adventure. I'm Karen and I'm so happy to be here with you today. I'm going to read you some more of Cuckoo Clock Secrets in Switzerland. The Cuckoo Clock Secrets book is part of our Switzerland adventure book. To find out more, go to caseofadventure.com. The family walked over to the monument, a hundred meter long wall with various statues in memory of the main people and events of the Reformation. The words post tenebras lux were written across the whole width of the wall behind the four statues of the well-known reformers. The plaque at the wall gave some more information. The reformers John Calvin, William Farrell, Theodore Beza and John Knox are depicted in giant statues at the Reformation wall. Geneva's post tenebras lux motto is engraved on the wall. There were three more statues on each side of the four main ones. The children were excited to see the words post tenebras lux in many places. Let's head down to the museum, said Dad. They walked into Geneva's old town, an area with narrow cobblestone streets, and up a long flight of stone steps past St. Peter's Cathedral to the courtyard of the museum building. Welcome to Reformation Museum, greeted the lady at the ticket booth in a French accent. Use this to hear English about museum. She handed them each a cell phone-sized device attached to a pair of earphones. I'm going to listen in German, exclaimed Jake with an animated look on his face. Yes, you do that, replied Mom, hoping it would keep him occupied for a while, as it would not be easy to contain his wiggles inside the museum. There were various hands-on displays that the children could operate by pushing buttons or pulling levers, including a 16th-century printing press. Johannes Gutenberg invented this printing press, and the first book printed on it was the Bible, explained Dad. Another display was of a fireplace and chimney, which showed a secret compartment of the kind where Bibles had been hidden in the homes of Christians during times of persecution. What's persecution? asked Libby. Dad explained. Persecution is when people are badly treated because of their beliefs. For example, when governments of countries try to force you to stop reading the Bible or worshipping God by doing evil things to you. That's persecution. On the walls of the museum were paintings of the men who had led the Reformation, as well as samples of their writings. It's interesting that John Calvin's name in French, the name he was born with, was actually Yehan Calvin, observed Dad. Yehan Calvin, exclaimed Jake. That sounds funny. Probably because we aren't French, Dad smiled. There were old Bibles displayed. Some were French, German and Dutch. Then there was a big display with old Geneva Bibles open on antique desks. I'd like to learn about the Geneva Bible, said Mum. The Geneva Bible was the first full translation into English from Hebrew and Greek, Dad told them. First published in 1560. Back then, if you were just a regular person, you couldn't read or study God's word. The Geneva Bible was translated for all English people to be able to read. It was also the first Bible to use chapters and verses. There's so much to take in here, said Wren. It says here that the Geneva Bible was taken by the pilgrims on the Mayflower to America. In another room of the museum, the family found a large display case showing old coins from Geneva at the time of the Reformation. There were also newer coins made to commemorate the Reformers. 
The children were excited to see several coins with the words Post Tenebras Lux inscribed on them, though none of the coins matched theirs exactly. Dad turned to the children and explained more about the motto. Remember that Post Tenebras Lux means After Darkness Light. The darkness that the words of the motto speak of is the darkness of being without God and His Word. The reformers helped bring the Bible to the common people by translating and printing it cheaply. People who previously could only hear the Bible through a priest could now read it for themselves. Wednesday morning dawned and with it the expedition to meet the clockmaker in the city of Basel, which was near the border of Switzerland and Germany. They were planning to catch the 10.40 a.m. train from Geneva to Basel after returning to Monsieur Legault's office to collect their gold coin and its valuation. At Monsieur Legault's office, Dad looked over the valuation. The coin is worth 3,000 Swiss francs, he exclaimed. That's even more than I expected. We had better keep this coin very safe. In case the bad guys try to steal it, asked Jake. Dad grinned. Yes, in case of that. After a two and a half hour train trip with snacks bought from the deli on board, they arrived in Basel ready for their appointment with Herr Gutmann. On their way to his shop, they wandered along next to the Rhone River, which passed through the town. The beautiful old buildings towered over the river, and trams with wires overhead trundled along the street. There was an interesting mix of modern and old buildings and a romantic ambiance to the old town squares and parks. Basel's in the north section of Switzerland, near the borders of France and Germany, Dad told them. They walked past bakeries, modern shops, and a store with hundreds of Swiss watches and cuckoo clocks made in the traditional Swiss style. The children looked at the clocks in fascination until Dad reminded them that they needed to get going and that they would see cuckoo clocks at her Gutmann's shop as well. As they passed a general goods store, Rome exclaimed, Look at those Swiss army knives. They have more than ten tools on them. I'd love to get one of those. Dad, who knew that Rome had been saving to buy one, agreed to take him inside to look at the knives. Rome picked out a shiny red Swiss army knife that was not too expensive but had a good 14 attachments and a smart leather holder. He proudly paid for it and fastened it to his belt. This should come in handy, he remarked, very pleased with his purchase. The family went on through the town following the directions to the old house on the corner of a narrow side street which had a clockmaker sign outside. They rang the Swiss cowbell at the front entrance to the shop. A smiling man wearing a red and black apron and a French beret met them at the door. Guten Morgen, bonjour, hello, he greeted them in three languages. Come in, come in, Herr Gutmann had a heavy German accent, but also spoke French fluently. English language is yours, yes? Yes, Dad replied with a smile. Herr Gutmann, we are very pleased to meet you. Dad introduced Mom and the children and the clockmaker invited the family into his shop. We sit back and talk. He cast a questioning look in the family's direction. The children want to look at clocks? He gestured at all the clocks around them. They'd love to, replied Dad, but they can also sit and listen while we talk. The walls were covered with cuckoo clocks of all shapes and sizes. There were everything from small ones with tiny cuckoos to much more elaborate clocks sporting many figures next to beautifully carved Swiss chalets. Aren't they gorgeous? Wren exclaimed. These cuckoo clocks are more modern than the one Grandad has, Mom showed the children. 
Look at the delicate carvings of the chalets with little shutters and the tiny painted people wearing Swiss traditional dress. The children looked around the fascinating shop at all the different cuckoo clocks. They were given a tour of the workshop by Herr Gutmann, where he pointed out each step in the process of building the intricate clocks, from the making of the mechanisms to the carving of the wood and the painting of the little characters. After the tour, everyone settled down at a table to talk to Herr Gutmann, while his assistant looked after the shop. So, you find old one of our cuckoo clocks, asked the clockmaker. You bring to show me? Actually, replied Dad, we were visiting my wife's parents in South Africa. They have an antique cuckoo clock with the Gutmann name on it. We think that it was bought in Switzerland in about the 1930s. It was too big to bring with us when we traveled to Switzerland, but we found something very fascinating inside the cuckoo clock. Herr Gutmann was leaning forward on the wooden bench, listening intently to Dad's words. We thought that you might be able to help us to find out why this coin was hidden inside the cuckoo clock. With that, Dad pulled the gold post-tenebras Lux coin out of his bag and unwrapped it while Herr Gutmann looked on in amazement. But this is wonderful. You find this coin inside your cuckoo clock? He looked at the children and they smiled at him eagerly. He rested the coin in the palm of his hand and ran his finger around its ancient edge. His voice held a touch of awe as he continued. It's so very old and beautiful shiny. His English became a little confused as his examination of the coin captured his full attention. Herr Gutmann had a faraway look in his eyes as he spoke to Dad again. You say you find this coin inside clock of yours that was made by Gutmann Clockmaker? Yes, said Dad. He pulled out his phone and showed Herr Gutmann the photo of the metal plaque with the Gutmann name on it. Next, he scrolled to the picture of the open back of the clock, showing the metal cage where the coin had been discovered, and finally showed him a photo of the cuckoo clock itself. On seeing the photo of the cuckoo clock, Herr Gutmann leapt to his feet, becoming animated with excitement. This the same, I have seen it. He sank back onto the wooden bench. The children were amused watching the animated expressions on the face of the German man and the gesticulations of his hands as he expressed each thought that passed through his head. They had trouble following what he was trying to tell them and wondered what exactly he was so excited about. It seemed to be about more than just the coin. What is it? asked Dad, just as curious as the children. First, marked Herr Gutmann, I see that this coin be gold, very valuable. But then I see photo of clock and very happy as I've seen it at my aunt's house near in Basel. She has clock that look the same. We go see my aunt, yes? He finished breathlessly. Dad and Mom, still struggling to follow all this, looked at each other and then back at Herr Gutmann. Are you saying that your aunt has the same clock as the one in the photo? asked Mom. Yes, yes, exclaimed Herr Gutmann, relieved to be understood. We go visit her tomorrow, yes? Some of the oldest cuckoo clocks in Switzerland made by Gutmann family here in Basel. We are close to Germany. Black Forest, famous for cuckoo clocks, is just across way from here. My family German and live here for hundreds of years. The old man continued. Your clock, very rare one, also very old, maybe from 16th century. One of first cuckoo clocks made. My aunt has same one, I have studied it. 
Dad and Mom had a quick conversation with their eyes and then told Herr Gutmann that they would indeed return the following day and accompany him to his aunt's house to continue their inquiries. The next morning, after a hotel breakfast of muesli, yogurt, fried eggs, toast and sausage, the Gray family returned to Herr Gutmann's shop. My Aunt Helga, she loves the visitors. She in good health, even though she's very old. Herr Gutmann seemed to be fond of saying that things were very old. She not have much money, but she loves to make food for the visitors. I hope we won't be a burden to Frau Helga with our five children, commented Mom to Dad. Nein, not problem, Herr Gutmann reassured them. Ich werde heffen. I help. International Discovery Agents, this is your mission. If you had a secret compartment in your house or bedroom to hide something valuable, where would it be and what would you keep in it? That's all for now. See you next time.